What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Start With Today podcast. At Start With Today, we want our listeners to live their lives according to what Jesus says in Matthew 6.34. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Focusing on yesterday will bring no benefit, and worrying about things to come will only drive you crazy. So just focus on what God's doing today and watch Him work in your life. I can't wait to share today's episode with you, and I hope you walk away with something. I'm so glad you tuned in, so let's jump into today's episode. Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Start With Today podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm so excited that you decided to tune in today. For those of you who listen frequently, uh, sorry about not putting an episode out last week, but honestly, just didn't have time throughout the week to, to prepare as I usually do, and I didn't want to rush, and so we are back this week. Um, actually, if I'm being honest, I almost took another week off, but happened to have an episode that I've been preparing actually in November that randomly happens to go along with what we were talking about last week um, in prayer, and so I actually just pulled this out and finished it, and man, I'm excited to share it. I feel like it goes hand in hand with what we talked about. You know, we talked about how do we respond when God says no? You know, what does that look like? How do we react? How do we respond? What does that do to us mentally and spiritually? And what impact does it play in our, in our relationship with God? And so I hope that that was, that was helpful for some of you and encouraging. Um, I received a couple messages and texts that, um, you know, it seemed like people got some from it. So I'm glad that God was able to speak to you. And so this week I'm hoping uh, that you know, there, there's something for you here um, that, that God's going to gonna speak again, um, even just preparing for it. I feel like I've been reminded of some things that I've, you know, either been slacking on or, um, you know, I've kind of not thought about in a while. So I'm excited. And so whether, you know, whether or not you listen to last week's episode, I'll kind of set the stage and then dive into it. So like I said, we're going to talk about prayer, but more specifically, uh, persistent prayer or, you know, circling things in prayer. Um, and sharing the desires of our heart with God. Last week, uh, we touched on that a little bit, but I didn't really dive into what it looks like to draw circles around our prayers and and to pray persistently. And so that's what I really want to specify today. And so whether you're a new believer or seasoned veteran, you know, prayer is something that we we hear a lot about, right? Oh, thoughts and prayers, uh, sending our prayers. I'll be praying for blank. Oh, please be praying for this. Um, And so what I want to talk to you today about is not just why prayer is important, but what it looks like to consistently cover yourself and others in prayer, specifically the desires that you have for yourself and others, the, the dreams that God's put in your heart, the passions, the the, the gifts, um, th- those things, and sharing those things with God, and then what it looks like to, to continue to pray persistently and not just give up. And so as followers of Jesus, I, I believe, and so does he, and it says so in his Bible, that, but the prayer's got to be, a part of our lives, uh, our everyday lives. Communicating with the Creator is a necess- necessary uh, a step for growing in faith and spirit. Like we we have to. Um, it, it's a way for us to connect with God on, on such an intimate level, and so it's a necessity. You know, when you were a kid, you know this is this is what I was thinking about when I was a kid, especially a toddler, and I'm learning different things and I'm trying to figure out how things work and you know how I can do different things and play certain things or help mom and dad with stuff. You know, I was talking to my parents constantly wanting them to show me something, learn something, you know, myself or get help if I needed to. And and we need to have that same relationship with our heavenly father, being able to go to him for anything and everything. 
you know, we used to go to our parents, oh, I hurt this, or I want this, uh, how do I do this? And, and we need to be doing the same thing with God. And this includes not just asking him for the things that, you know, we need and the obvious things, but he wants us to share the desires of our hearts with him and the things we want. And if they line up with his will, then I believe that he's going to act on that. And Jesus was, was very clear when he taught on prayer. Um, I think Luke 11, 9 through 10 does a really good job. It says, so I say to you, and this is Jesus speaking. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. Everyone who asks receives. I mean, <laughs> that, that covers it, right? I mean, he's saying, bring it all to me. But you have to, you have to come to me. You have to knock. You have to seek. You have to ask. He doesn't say we may receive when we ask. He says we will. That could be a yes, no, maybe. Who knows, right? We talked about that last week. He doesn't say that there's a chance we will find when we seek. He says we will find. He doesn't say that we have to come back another day when we knock. We don't have to, oh, sorry, I'm not home. He says the door will be opened. How many times I've, as a kid, when I was selling stuff for school or, you know, ding-dong ditching or trick-or-treating, the people weren't home. You don't have to worry about that with God. The door will be open. We have to knock. My point is, is that Jesus promises that our prayers will produce. Now, again, whether it looks how we think it will or not, is totally out of our hands, right? All bets are off. And that's kind of what I talked about last week. But he promises that our prayers are heard and acted on, right? It says, as soon as you prayed, a command was given. But, but if God, you know, Jeff, if God loves me so much and he knows my heart, why do I have to even ask him? Why do I have to seek? Why do I have to knock? You know, if you're anything like me at one point or another, you've wondered why you need to verbalize these things to God since he already knows our hearts. And, and, you know, the Bible's pretty clear about him knowing our hearts. Psalm 44, 21 says, would not God find this out for he knows the secrets of our heart. And I'm going to, again, I keep talking about this book, but it, it changed my perspective on prayer. And in uh, Circle Maker, Mark Batterson wrote, we will not get our marching orders until we get on our knees. God's not going to give us instructions. God's not going to answer and move on our prayers until we're willing to be vulnerable enough to share it with them ourselves. In previous episodes, I've talked about letting go of our pride and realizing that we're nothing without God, as well as why being vulnerable with him is so important. And what he's taught me, especially in this, you know, again, last six months to a year, what he's taught me is that sometimes we have to put our pride to the side and ask him, totally independent of the answer that we may get. Verbalizing the desires of our heart is a step of faith, and it shows that we are willing to submit our desires and our plan to God. I'm going to say that again. Verbalizing the desires of our heart is a step of faith and shows that we are willing to submit our desires and our plan to God. He wants us to talk to him. He wants us to share that with him. He wants us to be vulnerable you know, we tend to wait for God to part the river and he's waiting for us to put on our swim trunks and even get in the water. 
we know we can do these things, but we don't want to act on it, right? We don't want to get ahead and start, but that's what he wants. He's saying, I want you to ask me. I want you to tell me because I want to do these things for you. But God's a gentleman. And this applies to so many things. And I think always too about how, you know, when I was in a dark spot, God could have intruded. God could have made me realize, I mean, God could have come in at any time, but he, but he's a gentleman. He didn't intrude where he wasn't wanted and he won't intrude where he's not wanted. We have to be willing to start the conversation before we can expect him to move. He's gentle. He's a gentle, loving father. And he wants us to let him in. He's not going to bust the door down. And so I, I, this is where I want to talk about, well, Jeff, what does this have to do with prayer? You've talked about, we have to ask and seek and knock and, you know, yes, we have to pray. We have to verbalize these things to God. But what does that have to do with drawing circles and being persistent around our prayer? I said this last episode, I believe, that I believe, I know, that persistent prayer produces. That's a tongue twister. Um, you know, I think that there's a, there's a misconception that, you know, we, if we're praying too much or praying for the same thing over and over and over again, that God is annoyed or that we're praying for the wrong reasons. And I just don't think that's true. And so I'm going to use a couple of different analogies to put into perspective why I think persistently circling things in prayer is exactly what God wants. So, I'll, <laughs> oh man, I, this is not something I'm proud to admit, but growing up, I was, I was a huge NASCAR fan. I don't know why I just love NASCAR. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Um, love Tony Stewart. Went to some races. I actually went to the Daytona 500. I, big NASCAR guy. I couldn't tell you the last time I've watched a race, but back in the day, that was my thing. You know, whether you're watching on TV or, or you've gone to a race or you've seen any kind of race, you know the how it works is the the drivers just drive in circles, left turn, left turn, left turn. But they, they drive in these circles and then they, they, they drive laps around the track hundreds and hundreds of times in order to win. Now, sometimes they have to take pit stops and get some fresh tires or fill up their gas tank, but they continue to go, continue to drive around the track, continue to drive around the track, continue to drive around the track. What if we, what if we went about our prayers this way? What if we circled the same thing that we've been asking God for, or that God's put on our heart hundreds of times until he answers? What if we just continued to take laps around our prayers? We could be praying our whole life and still not live to see him answer, right? But what about our kids? Or our kids' kids? Generational provision? Generational faith? Generational whatever you fill in the blank? Starts with circling things in prayer. You pray for your kids, and you know, when you're a grandparent, you'll pray for your grandkids, and you're going to pray these things for them, and you may not live to see it. But what if you just keep circling? And one day you're going to get to heaven, and 
you just know that God's going to take care of it. And I'll, I'll use another analogy. Maybe NASCAR is not your thing. It's not mine anymore. What about track? Right? I ran track for a year in high school and boy, was I just really, really bad. <laughs> but anyways, I remember going to practice and I wasn't a distance runner. I was a sprint runner, but we still had to run laps, run laps around the track, 400 meters. You got three, three laps. You got six laps, whatever. You know, we, we ran hundreds of laps throughout a season to con- condition ourselves for a s- few seconds of sprinting, just kind of a weird concept, but Hey, but you know, we continued, we ran these laps, we ran laps around the track just for, for a sprint. It conditioned us. It was our conditioning. Praying circles around what God has put on our heart conditions us to live in expectation and faith. It conditions, conditions us to not give up. It conditions us to know that, Hey, I may not live to see him answer this, but I know he's going to, I know it's taken care of because I have circled it. I've ran laps. I've conditioned my heart. I haven't stopped. See, I don't think that praying persistently and repetitively praying for the same thing is begging God for something. I don't, it's not annoying him. He wants us to share that with him. I don't think it's selfish. I think it's an act of faith. I truly believe that. I truly, truly believe that persistent prayer produces. And even if it's after our short time on earth is up, I know that our persistent prayers drawing circles around our prayers, running laps around our prayers, driving laps around our prayers. It's going to be fruitful. And there's no doubt about that. It has changed my life. Legitimately has changed my life. And I know it'll change yours. And, And so I would challenge you this week. Pick one thing. Pick one thing you've been asking God for. Write it on a note card. Write it on a big piece of paper. And every time you pray about it, draw a circle. Draw a circle around it. Maybe it's in your journal. Draw a circle. And and just continue. it'll become so habitual that you won't even think about it. And I believe that's when God's just gonna show up and show off. Um, so I hope I hope this you know expanded on last week and, and kind of challenges you in a new way. It's been good for me to just refresh myself on this because I feel like I've definitely missed the mark. Uh, the past week. And so this is good for me as well. Um, So I hope God spoke to you. I'd love to hear as always feedback or how God spoke to you or questions. Um, I always love hearing how God, God speaks to everybody differently. And I think it's super, super cool. So I hope everybody has a great week. Thank you for tuning in. Excited to get back at it next week. And uh, we'll talk to you then.